America. It's time for the Patriotic Father Podcast, where America and fatherhood collide. Podcasting from the upstate of South Carolina, here is your host, Alex Chapman. What's going on, guys? This is Alex Chapman, the Patriotic Father, here with another episode. My special guest by popular demand, Luke Harris. What's up, Lit Lickers? <laughs> Tonight, we'll be talking about fatherhood, a little bit about preparing for fatherhood, and ultimately how it changes you. Mm. Woo! Another episode, Luke. First of all, tonight's drink, I'm actually drinking some bullet bourbon with a little bit of Dr. Pepper, you are... Same thing. You're drinking the same thing. Jameson was almost out. Not enough to make another I drink. I wonder how the Jameson got out. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody may or may not have gotten uh, that for you coming back from deployment, and it's already gone. Uh, so, well... You know, just saying. So, fatherhood, man. Whew, got two. start. You got two kids, right? Two, yeah. How old are What, nine? Another one just turned six. So, Savannah, nine. Yeah, Will, Will six. six. Yep. How's that going? It's crazy. <laughs> Savannah, man, it's just the attitude is terrible with her. Right. It's like they wrote the book, you know, The Diary of a Mad Black Woman after Savannah, I swear. <laughs> she's got such an attitude, but, I mean, she's smart. She doesn't get into trouble, so right. you can't really ask much, you know, much, much more. Same thing with Will, right? No, Will's probably going to be in prison <laughs> by the time he's 14 or 15. I oh, come on now. Oh, man. He... You know, the, the bad thing is they go off a tally and a lap system at school. If you get in trouble, you know, the teacher will tell you stop. Right. If you don't stop, you get a tally. Okay. Okay, so, or, you know, if you're really bad, then you get laps. Well, Will comes home, and he's super excited that he only got one tally for the day mm-hmm. when the rest of the kids, you know, get zero. Right. Will comes home. If he's got one tally, he's super happy. <laughs> Okay, I mean, okay, I, I'm super happy at this point. That's right. Normally, Will comes home, he's got five or six tallies. I'm like, come on, dude. You know, so you go through all the methods of trying to, I guess, reprimand them and discipline them. You know, the old method of spanking, he's got nerves of steel, so it doesn't affect him at all. So right. we take TV away or we take his, you know, his video games away or we'll take a toy away or something. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. <laughs> So the other method was like, I guess we award him or mm. reward him when he does something good. Right. And that seems to be better with the discipline, you know, disciplining him method. I mean, you know, if he, say he comes home and he doesn't get any tallies, he loves getting on the computer and playing on PBS Kids kind of deal. So uh-huh. we let him, you know, it's educational, whatever. Right. But uh, like, so we'll reward him with letting him get on the computer for 30 minutes. Right. And he loves it, and he's happy with it. So he'll come home, first thing he does, says, I only got one tally, or I only got, you know, I didn't get any tallies <laughs> or anything. So I'm like, thank God. Right. So I feel bad for his teacher because this is her first year teaching kindergarten. <laughs> oh, man. And it almost seems like she's Hitler in a sense because she's so hard on him. You know what I mean? Right. But you got to think, man, at that age, you're conforming these kids to sit down in a classroom for, what, seven hours? Yeah. And 
making them be still and making them do this. And mm-hmm. I mean, you think as natural adults, we weren't meant to sit down still for eight hours no, and learn. Not at I mean, all. It's just a system they're trying to get them into. Right. So I understand it. You know, I'm not mad at him or anything. It's just, you know, he's just got to conform, I guess. Yeah, I can think of someone who might have very well been giving their teachers a hard time too in school Man, growing I up. Good, I was a good teacher, or I was a good student. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't bad. I mean, all the time, no, never got sent home or anything. No, I no. was actually a good kid. <laughs> well, I know we need to talk about a few things with fatherhood because there's a lot of guys out there. Maybe they just found out that they're <laughs> the little little pea stick came back Uh-oh. and it's a certain color or it might have one line there two lines there or to so, say pregnant or not pregnant exactly yeah i mean there's so many <laughs> options so let's start from the beginning for you on your journey so you and hannah were married how long before she found out she was pregnant with savannah um let's see we got married in october of 2008 right and then what else let's see we found out she was pregnant while i was actually two weeks into the deployment. I know it sounds bad. It really does. Right. But, no, we we were trying before I left, just in case I died or something, we'd have some kind of legacy to fall <laughs> back on to. You know, at least I... It's not morbid at all. At least I spawned a good offspring to help, you know, make the world a better place, I guess. Right. But, uh, no, I found out two weeks after I was in Iraq the first time that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. She told me on Skype. And I was like, holy crap, you know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was lucky the first pregnancy because I missed the whole morning sickness and the oh, uh, yeah. mood swings right. and all that stuff. and So I got kind of lucky on that deal, but then uh, I came back for the tail end of it. And uh, it was a wild ride even for the tail end of it. I mean, it's it's something to behold. Right. But, I mean, you've got one now, you know, you're having another one on the way. That's right. Got but, a couple more months here. Yeah. It's prep I mean, time around here. It's a it's a changer. I mean, it's seriously a game changer. You know, especially Absolutely. military life where you're going out pretty much partying and playing cards or playing video games every night. You know, right. when you don't have kids. So now with you being deployed, there wasn't too much you could really do, right? I mean no. besides I mean, she's probably already starting to kind of plan out getting ready, but all you can really do is say, Okay. Well, I mean, she was she was taking care, you know, her well, like I said last episode, you know, she came back up to Spartanburg, so she had her family. Uh-huh. And uh, so she was, you know, she was going to the doctors up here and everything and doing all of her visits, you know, while I was gone. Mm-hmm. So all that was taken care of, and, you know, there wasn't too much I could do anyway at right. the visits. But, I mean, we waited for our first, uh, oh, God, what is it, our ultrasound? Right. We waited on the first ultrasound till I got back. So right, wasn't too bad. And then, uh, so I'm back a few months, and what is it, January? We, Hannah and I, this is a story about when Savannah was born. Uh-huh. Hannah and I were both sick. Like, we had some kind of croup, man. It was bad. So yeah. I I get off of work, and feeling like crap. Mm-hmm. I get off of work, and I'm like, man, I just want to sleep one good night. I can't breathe. So stupid me takes, like, a bunch of NyQuil. I mean, I, like, downed half a bottle that night because I felt like garbage. But don't ever do that, Okay. <laughs> but I felt like trash. So right. we're, I, I down the NyQuil. She's taking, you know, whatever mess she can take being pregnant. But I'm down in the NyQuil, and I'm like basically sipping on some syrup at that point. You know what I mean? So right. I pass out, and I'm in the bed asleep. And she was like, um, it's time to go. 
I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm I'm pretty much, I guess, <laughs> medicine drunk off this Nyquil, <laughs> so I'm having to drive to the hospital. You know, I mean, I'm trying to, my adrenaline's pumping at this point. I'm still messed up on this Nyquil, and I'm driving. And I'm like, oh my god, please don't let me get pulled over or anything like that. You know, and now in that situation, now did you guys? Uh- were you prepped? Did you kind of have bags already read oh, yeah, by the door yeah. no, sort of thing? So. I had read that book that I gave you. Mm-hmm. It was like, what, the boot camp guide for the first-time fathers or something like yeah. that. I'll have to yeah. remember the book. Yeah, I'll put a link to it on the show here. But I had I had read that book while I was in the desert. I actually ordered it off of uh, eBay, and it got sent to me mm-hmm. in Iraq. So I read it twice while I was there, you know. Right. And uh, so I was prepped. I had my go bag. You know, basically prep for 72 hours. And it's kind of, I'm glad that I did because, you know, you put a change of clothes in there. You know, you put some snacks for you. And, you know, you put a couple drinks in there, a magazine or two, phone chargers. Hell, I even took a, a what, Nintendo DS to play video games on, <laughs> you know, just to pass time with. Right. But, like, the snacks was the most important thing to me because cafeteria food, as you all know, pretty much sucks. And you probably need to stay with your wife the whole time. You know, she's in labor. But uh, I prepped for it, had, you know, underwear, and I had, you know, I brought, I put Hannah's stuff in the same bag. You know, definitely take a robe for your woman when Mm. she's pregnant to the hospital. That helps out a lot instead of being in the the nightgown that they give you. So anyways, we, uh, we, uh, we prepped, got, got on the road, got our bags and everything, got to the hospital, got admitted, and First time babies, man, it takes a while. Right. I mean, you figure, I think Hannah was in labor for like 24 hours before really? you know, Savannah was born. So that was that was a trip. God, whatever you do, don't make the stupid mistake that I did and eat in front of your wife while she's trying to, or your lady or whatever, <laughs> while she's trying to have a baby. I mean, because they can't eat anything but ice yep, chips. You that's know? right. So don't... Don't be an idiot like I was and eat in front of her and drinking in front of her and all that stuff. Randy's probably going to be super embarrassed. So with Quinn, it was about four, maybe five pushes, and she was done. Really? Yeah. It was. Not, it, I remember looking at the clock. It took about twelve or thirteen minutes. Damn, and, that's a blessing. Yeah, she though. was. Yeah, she was a champ. She was, and I think a lot of it. She, uh, and this is something to maybe advise your ladies, guys. Uh, the doctor will say, try to hold out as long as you can on the epidural. Soon as Brandy wanted it, she just went ahead and asked for it because one of the nurses at the hospital told her to do that. That's I think that made a world of difference for yeah. her. So, and then like it literally, it was like Bing Bam Boom. Twelve minutes later, Quinn was here. I mean, it was just That's like crazy. Uh, yeah, it was insane. Now so. <laughs> with Will, on the other hand, we get to the doctors. I think we had already planned it. He didn't mm-hmm. plan to have her water broke. I can't really remember, man. My memory's gone to crap. But anyway, so we're we're at the hospital with you know having Will Will delivered, and it was like I think Hannah got sick or something and threw up, and it was almost like Will rocket shipped out of there. Oh god! The doctor had to come in with the uh, catcher's mitt and catch the baby real quick, kind of deal. <laughs> no, but they were ready. But I right. think she started. She started. Hannah started puking. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to embarrass you like this. But anyway, <laughs> she started puking or something. And man, she. I guess when your muscles contract when you throw up, everybody knows how that is. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of deal. But yeah, Will kind of. He was. He was ready to go. And right. She was, Hannah was ready to go too. So that we had that done over in a few hours. 
Now, we were talking a little bit about prepping. So you, you had your bags packed. You yeah. had everything. And, guys, you need to make sure you have things packed for you, too. It's not just her stuff. Yeah. There's going to be certain things that she needs specifically that the doctor's going to tell her about. But you also need to make sure you understand you're going to be there. Let's see. Yeah. We went in at 8.30 that night. So we were sitting at the bed. Just so everybody knows, July 13th was the actual God-given due date for Quinn. On July 12th at 8 o'clock, Brandy sat back in the bed. She had just had some watermelon, and she went, whoa. Mm. And I said, what's wrong? She's like, I think my water broke. And I was like, well, it's kind of one of those things. It really did or it didn't. I mean, did you pee on yourself? Yeah, exactly. I was like, because if so, our relationship's going to change quite a bit. So she's... uh. Long story short, water broke, so we went to the hospital by the time we got up there, and they ran us through the whole rigmarole. Uh, it was about 11 o'clock, and they came in, and they said, yeah, you're going to stay tonight. Yeah. You're, you're you're not leaving until the baby's here. So it was about three and a half days at yeah. the hospital. And, guys, you need to have clothes there. You're going to need to have things to keep your mind busy, uh, snacks, yeah. because you don't want to have to keep going to vending machines and or yep. the cafeteria or something. Yeah, so little Debbie was my friend, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and I mean, there's only so much you can do to like. I mean, you can watch, you can watch TV and all, but she'll want to sleep a lot too. Yeah, after it's all said and done, you know, wears them out. Right, and you'll get wore out just simply off of. I know with me, they had this little uh, this bench that the bottom of it would kind of slide out. Oh God, don't yeah. sleep on those. Yeah, it was horrible. If they have a recliner in the room, sleep in that or ask for one because that bed is junk, is garbage. Yeah, I, I remember that that happened to me when Will was born. I was sleeping in it, and man, I woke up the next morning and I had a crick in my neck. Right. It was so bad too because I couldn't I, even look to my left. You know, uh, uh-uh. it was unbearable. I was yeah. like, man, hell, I should get a damn. I should get a, a room in here too. Maybe they could fix me while I'm in the hospital. Yeah, it was nuts because, like, I think we moved we moved to three room, three or four rooms yeah. between the whole journey of bef- getting checked in initially till right before we left. Yeah, and don't don't think the delivery room is going to be the one that you're going to stay in. Cause no. you go in it and it's huge. I mean, it's nice and yeah, it's got all the stuff in it. You know, big rooms, big TVs, a shower, and all that stuff yeah. in it. Then yeah. you know, once the baby's born. That night you might stay there, but the next day you're going to another room that's yeah, like and it, a small, third of the size, like yeah, ten by ten. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So no, I just prep yourself. You know, throw a pillow in there or something for you and a blanket, and like I said, a robe for her and extra underwear and stuff like that. And you know, now also on the topic of prepping, did you guys have the nursery kind of already ready? So all you would have to do is bring baby home. Or? Yeah, I mean that's like isn't that in your blood? Yeah, it should be. That. That, I mean, there's some people, guys, if you think like, oh, I'm going to put it off because the due date is this date, as long as it gets done by then. No. You know, babies could come early. Yeah. and Or they might come late, but you need to go ahead and be ready. So uh, well, I can already tell you right now that your your woman is going to be like, we need to get this done. It's yeah, called nesting. Nesting, I mean, yep. She's go, she's going to hound you about it. But, I mean, right. you know, it's, it's nothing major. You know, paint paint the room or something or you know, get the crib set up. I mean, that's just your two basics. Get a changing table, a diaper genie, right. and a freaking crib or a or pack and play. And they'll I'll put a blog up soon. So what's what I've done, I had Quinn's room 
that was went to Ikea, got a dresser. There's like Martha Stewart in this house, okay? This is not your normal <laughs> house. I mean, I'm married to a teacher, so everything's very crafty, and she's a huge fan of uh, Fixer Upper and Joanna Gaines, so everything's farmhouse chic kind of stuff, but... We're, when, yeah, we're... Uh, my family's more like hand-me-downs, like, this crib was from 1836 when your grandpa <laughs> Joe grew up in it kind of deal, but <laughs> I think... No, actually, we bought the crib, or we got the crib bought for us or something. But other stuff, I mean, I swear to God, every piece of furniture in our house has been a hand-me-down by some means. Well, I, and I will say this, too. Like, when you have those baby showers, ask for stuff you need. Yeah. You don't have to ask for, like, I mean, ask for diapers, obviously, uh, butt paste. If yep. you don't know about it, you'll learn about it, trust me. I mean, these these different things you need to buy. And even like us, we had the crib. We started an Amazon list. Even now with Lila, we started these things so that people could throw in together yeah. and get that. Cause, so that stuff's expensive. Right. I mean, so it starts with the, I mean, just going through this process real quick, you got to paint the room. You don't have to, but I, well, I mean, most people do. Right. Most people will. So you, you go ahead and paint. And it's not going to be a color you might like. It's going to be whatever your wife tells you she likes. Just go ahead and go that route. Oh, that throw up yellow looks so good. I love <laughs> it. It'd be great. Or if, or if vomit like, green. Or if you're like you don't want to find out what the sex is going to be or what the gender is going to be, they're going to tell you to paint it neutral. Yeah, that's right. Do it a gray because that's neutral. Yeah. Like, no. Nah, man. Come on. This baby's got to see something bright. We, more. we knew we knew Quinn would be a girl, so it was a blush pink. And then we bought the crib, and then. An IKEA dresser. The good thing about the IKEA dressers, though, is they sit up a little taller, yeah. so you can you you can put your changing pad right on top of that, and it's not. We did. Yeah, I mean that's super super I didn't have easy. IKEA though, I had. Well, I mean, just Mama's. a tall dresser. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had I had my dresser from when I was a kid. It's got crayon <laughs> on the front of it. <laughs> so, so you, between all that and you'll and I'll probably talk about this in the blog, but. 148 polka dots on an accent wall, man. See, that's what I'm talking about. This is Alex Chapman's family. I would have shit, okay? Yeah, yeah. I would, No, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I love Brandy to pieces, but she was looking pretty good going out the window that night. I mean, 148 <laughs> all over that wall, vinyl cutouts. Yeah. So with we did, Okay, so we did have vinyl cutouts, uh-huh. but it wasn't. It, it was like random. So... On Will's room, we did like a farm scene. We had, you know, like a farm barn, and right, it was like sheep and ducks and stuff put on the walls too. Yeah, but that was about it for us. Yeah, with Lila's room will be a magnolia style. She's gonna have barn doors on her closet. Oh, oh yeah, it's y'all kill me. Yeah, it's it kills you, kills me, man. Uh-huh. I mean, so guys, don't. I would tell you try to try to ring her in a little bit, but. I mean, if any of you are married, I mean, you already know this is a lost cause, really. I mean, she's going to end up deciding what she wants, and then that's that, and you might as well just roll with the punches at that point. I guess. So, so anyway, getting back on track, that was a huge, kind of took a detour there, but I feel like everybody kind of needs to know you need to be prepped not only to go to the hospital, but you need to be prepped as far as getting, getting ready for baby actually coming home. Yeah. So. I mean, just... Just think about necessities, really. Right. I mean, you know, once baby's home, you know, then you have a little bit of time to figure out what else you'll need. But necessities are first. I mean, you know, if you're not going to breastfeed, make sure you have the formula and the bottles and stuff like that. Or if you do breastfeed, make sure you have the, you know, all the stuff ready. 
But that's mama's doings. That's not really our our doings, you know, as as a, as a man. I mean, you can help out, but I think they know more about that than I do. Yeah, probably. So. Probably <laughs> so, just a little bit. It's like trying to milk a cat, right? Yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, we'll be right back. We're going to get into basically how fatherhood genuinely changes a man on multiple levels. And we will be right back. Hey, America. Thanks for listening to the Patriotic Father Podcast. I greatly appreciate your support. If you haven't done so already, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we are all over the place right now. And, of course, our website, which is thepatrioticfather.com. Today's show is brought to you by Greenfeet Landscaping. Our guest on tonight's show is Luke Harris. He runs Greenfeet Landscaping. He will handle all your landscaping needs from spraying to cutting and everything in between. That's right. Greenfeet Landscaping. Look him up on Facebook. Give him a call for a quote today. 864-809-9199. So we're back. Preparing for fatherhood. Makes me tired thinking about it. Yeah, it does, right? <laughs> I mean, man, I can remember the one of the deals I worked out with Brandy was, so she wasn't nursing. We were going with formula. I would stay up for an 11 o'clock feeding, yeah. like 11, 11.30, let her sleep because I was kind of a night owl anyway, and I would stay up for that one feeding, and routines become kind of a way of life. And this goes into fatherhood changing a man, but really is preparing for how to find that balance of how it's changing your life and that that balance at home and work, but... As far as setting routines, you gave me some really good advice early on. It was like, whatever you do, try to set up routines as much as possible. Try to get schedules going as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sometimes it gets kind of, it gets really redundant someday, so you have to break it up. But for one thing to this day, Quinn goes to bed at a certain time, and she's going to get up at a certain time. Yep. So, and it all started very early with, like I said, that 11 o'clock feeding, doing that then I knew she would sleep through the night because she was only like half awake when I would get her up to feed her then. Yeah. So now how would you say on just the very basic, like what was the first thing you realized things were definitely different now in the house? I mean, when the crying started. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean, it was when Savannah was born. When Savannah was born, it was it was – I was happy, you know. I was I was interested in the whole new baby deal and all that stuff. Like I right. said, we got the room set up and I was happy about doing that and I don't you know, I really don't I really don't know to be honest with you. I mean I knew life was gonna change, but hell you know, at that point it was for the better. Right. She you know how you get kind of stagnant sometimes, you know, or change is a good thing, you know, if you get in the, if you get in a stagnant moment or something. Mm-hmm. Savannah, when Savannah was born, she brought like this new light into the world for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like, you know, my life was good and everything, and I just got back from deployment. I made it. Right. But when Savannah was born, 
you know, I kind of struggled after the first deployment or whatever, and I was trying to find myself again. But when Savannah was born, it was like I found another purpose. You know, this is this is my child. Right. You know, I, you can mold and make them how you really want them. I mean, you know, she could be, I don't know, you know, she could be whatever she wants to be because she's smart enough. And I feel like I had, you know, some factor into that. Right. You know, because, I mean, like, you know, you're talking about routines. Mm-hmm. So we, with Savannah, and let me tell you this, your second child is probably going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But with Savannah, you know, we would, she would, you know, when she was an infant, a couple weeks old, we had this, what was it, Little Tykes or something like, or Fisher Price is what it was. It was uh-huh. Fisher Price. We had this CD that was uh, Rainforest Lullabies. Right. So we put it in CD player, you know, and we put it on every single night, you know, and she would basically fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And our deal is with, the, well, with everybody being a little bit different, I can remember we got to the point where we weren't, we didn't really wake her up to feed her. If she gets hungry, she's probably going to wake up. So we'll, you know, right. I'm going to let her sleep as much as she can kind of deal. Right. But that was just our, that was our thing. You know, it's different than everybody. So we're going to try to let her sleep and do all that. But, I mean, I, I noticed things started changing, you know, when she started getting a few months old. Right, you know, right when they're born, they're just kind of like, they're there kind of deal. Yeah. And all you yeah. do is feed them. And, uh-huh. You know, change their butts and the scariest thing is like if something's wrong, like when they start really crying. You yeah, just, you're like, oh god, there's no way really to communicate wrong? what's wrong. Yeah, it scares the absolute shit out. of So it. you uh, you go to the doctor a lot. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the first one. Uh huh. So you'll go to the doctor and you'll be like, man, why is she crying? She's got gas, dude. Right. Right. So <laughs> nine times out of ten, it was gas. Yeah, like, I mean, we learned that right off the bat. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing. Here's another tip of advice. So there's this kit. That comes with like these gas drops and the baby infant, you know, or infant Tylenol yep, and stuff yep. like that. That's or whatever. what you guys got us. Yeah, buy the kit. Yes, because it helps a lot. Yes, that was a. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm putting a link to that. Is like little tykes home remedies, I think. Or, yeah, and it was these different bottles of different things, and for, it works. And it was that was so clutch. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a link for that on the show as well. I mean, it's it's like it seriously helped us out. Somebody got it for us, and we absolutely loved it. Right. You know, once we figured out it was gas or something. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I we mean, had to switch formulas or something like that. Then, mm-hmm. you know, it was different. But, right. like, when you're first starting out, it scares you to death because you don't want to lose that child. No. I mean, God, you know, I, I'm i scared to death. I'm going to lose one of them now. I right. Mean, imagine right. being brand new and not knowing anything. Yep. So you go in there and you're like, oh, God, is she going to die or something? And then you go to the hospital. I'm like, yeah, she's got, she's got gas. She's mm-hmm. gassy, so... Just chill out, Dad. Yeah, that's like, right. All right, but I mean, like seriously, I'm always the, I'm always the chill one when it comes to like emergencies or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I've got a chill head, but you know, poor old Hannah, man, when something happens, she kind of freaks out a little bit. But I mean, I'm I'm always chill when it comes to emergency, especially with the kids and stuff. Because I know we can call them in a it. crisis. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's how I am. Like even the night. Even the night when we were going to the hospital, like Brandon's like, okay, well, I need, you know, and she was, and she's usually pretty planned. Everything was planned, yeah. but for some reason, that moment, she just got kind of caught up. And I was like, all right, she's like, why are you not freaking out? I said, because everything's loaded in the car. I'm waiting on you. Like, <laughs> I we're probably good didn't, to go. I probably didn't freak out because I was high on Nyquil, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was so high. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, honestly, you really don't. I didn't really see any changes because Hannah was like probably 75% of the main parent that takes care of our kids. Right. And I'm the breadwinner kind of deal. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, props to Hannah. She's a great mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes care of the kids, you know. Right. I'm kind of, I guess it was old-fashioned kind of deal because, you know, what I would, I would have to work. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get up in the middle of the night and feed them because I'd be dead ass tired, you know, the next morning. Right. And most every job I've had has been some kind of form of hard physical labor. So sleep's pretty important to me. Right. But uh, I mean, yeah, she's she's done a great job with our kids, you know, and I yeah, props to her. I mean, she's a, she's a great mother. But she she was the one who basically, oh God. And then okay, so here's the other thing too is I got a bad gag reflex. Mm-hmm. So I've you know. I can tell you, y'all are probably going to hate on me for this, but I can tell you how many times I've changed a stinky diaper on two hands. I mean, I can count them off to you because I will throw up. (laughs) And I hate it because, you know, certain smells, say somebody puked, I'm probably going to puke if I smell it. Right, right. Or somebody, you know, somebody poops in their pants like a kid or something. I'm like, shit, no, I ain't doing that. No, no way. Right. I mean, because... I will throw up. I mean, I seriously, you'll catch me gagging and I'll throw up. <laughs> and it's bad. So another prop to Hannah for changing all the dirty diapers. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I will say uh, Brandy and I, we we definitely tag team a lot. Every night, my time with Quinn is bath time. And then Brandy will pick her up. She kind of dries her off, starts prepping her. Kind of, We put some, she's got a little bit of eczema. So yeah, got some lotion to put on her and stuff. But it's very much... It's a tag team because Brandy's, you know, she's working. So it's yeah. like our schedules are the same in the mornings while she's up getting ready. I come up and get Quinn, get Quinn dressed, get her ready, get her diaper changed and everything, yeah. get her in the car. By that point, Brandy's walking out the door. But I can tell you guys, all this happens at 6 o'clock every morning, if not between 6 and 6.15 every morning here. Yeah. Because the routines, the yeah. routines are so critical to being able to have a balance because even like you and I doing this right now, obviously, you know, Brandy's with Quinn, but on a normal, on a normal night, I know that Quinn's going to go to bed around seven and she'll be good to go until the morning. And what that allows you to do is to rather spend time with your wife, or maybe you want to go to the driving range, or maybe you want to have a drink or something, whatever you're doing, you can do that because you're on. You have a schedule. You have that schedule, yeah. Exactly, and it makes it makes a world of difference. Because I mean, I know I've talked to guys at work that are just like, man, it's nuts because it's all the time. And I said, yeah, that's that's not really a a good plan because how are yeah. you? I like, and I even know if we're going to go do something that day, we're going to have to do it before twelve, or we're going to have to do it after two thirty because that's nap time. Yeah. And when they're and when they're tea tiny, they obviously have more naps. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely agree that. I mean, it helps you out because it keeps you from rushing everywhere and panicking and freaking out about, oh, we got to be here at this time, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll you'll learn. I mean, it's kind of, it's one thing us telling you and then, you know, the listeners learning on their own. But What's been your favorite uh, thing about fatherhood so far? I don't know, man. I've got a few things, honestly. I mean, so most of the time with me doing landscaping, I work, you know, my regular job or I'll do landscaping all day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, we'll leave. Like, I'll take the kids to school in the morning. Right. That's what I do is I'll take, I'll take both of them to school, drop them off, go do landscaping, go do, you know, framing houses or whatever I'm doing that day. Right. But I'll go do that. And then I don't usually get home till 8 o'clock or almost 9 on a mm-hmm. good day. Right. Because I'm out hustling every, yeah. every single day. Right. So, 
I don't usually get home until it's almost time for them to go to bed. That's what sucks. I mean, but I'm, you know, I'm the breadwinner of the house, and I'm the only one that works. So Hannah can go to school where Hannah can stay at home with the kids and be able to enjoy that. So she, uh, anyways, so I take them to school, go work, I get home, and then when it's, you know, it's, it's time to go, you know, get baths, we brush teeth. 8.30 is their bedtime, so we'll start at 8.30. So we'll go, hey, you know, time to brush your teeth or time to go get in the bathtub, brush your teeth, and then we'll go to bed. So I'll get them in the bed, and we'll say, you know, goodnight prayers, or I'll read them a book or tuck them in, or, you know, we'll talk for a little bit and get snuggled a little bit. I'll do that for each one of them. I don't do that combined because I want to give each one of them that time with me. So I'll put them in the bed. We'll say prayers, and, you know, they pretty much go to sleep. I mean, because it's their routine. Exactly. So I'll, I'll do that with Savannah, and I'll go in there and say prayers with Will. And he's always cutting up and trying to do flips on the bed and stuff like that. So, it's, you know, he's he's one of those kids that gets up and, you know, you put him in the bed, and three minutes later he's coming in your bedroom saying, I need something to drink or <laughs> go to bed, Will. You're fine. Go get some water. <laughs> and then he'll say, oh, I can't sleep. I'm scared. Right. Yeah, he's just one of those kids. But, you know, I love it. It doesn't get on my nerves. I just, you know, I love spending time with him whatever time I can get with him. It's not a lot, but hopefully it's enough to change their lives a little bit. Right. Now, how do you, like, when you come home, are the kids, like, obviously they kind of jump to you because they've probably been with Hannah for a good little while. So, Oh, yeah. How do you kind of deal with, like, finding the energy to just kind of push through? Oh, shoot, I, man. I, I, Let me tell you, like, okay, working's one thing, and you're, you know, you're dead-ass tired. Right. So, I, you know, I get home, my arms and legs are hurting, knees are hurting, whatever. I'm sunburned, I'm tired, I'm wore out. But right. it's the energy that you get from the kids yep. that when you see their faces and they meet you at the door, they run outside and open the door up Absolutely. and run outside and they meet you at your truck, that's what makes the world a difference. And that's the best part of it. Daddy, you know, Daddy's home, Daddy's home. I'm like, yeah, baby, I'm home. It's like, you know, they're they're super excited and they're right. happy to see me and you they're hugging all over me. Energy, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, when, I, when it's time to get reading books or say prayers, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired. Right. But it's, you know, that's the only, only, really only time I get to spend with them, you know, except for the weekends. And then a lot of times I'm even working then, to be honest with you, but not all day, but you now know, what, just a little bit. What do you do to kind of help with the stress? Um, because there's obviously, you got your stresses from work, then you got your stuff you're trying to do personally, probably. Well, then you got, the married thing, so there's like so many different stressors on top of. The- I can, um, I mean, honestly, I used to go to the gym, but mm-hmm. I don't even do that anymore. Right. It kind of. I don't. <laughs> when hunting season's around, it's nice because I go in the woods and That's I can true. really, you know, just hang out and be quiet time. Because I right. make, I might, I'll make time for, you know, hunting. And plus, right. you know, during the fall or whatever, it's really not that busy in landscaping. So. Right. Now I'm. Um, you know, hunting's a big thing for me. Like a little I bit just, of golf in there. Yeah, I mean, like we'll that. we'll go play golf or right. You know, well, like I did, I went to the bass tournament yesterday and fished in the morning, and you know, pretty much fished till three o'clock yesterday, and came home, took a nap, and then spent some time with them. Right. But uh, you, the one thing that I've learned, honestly, over the time, and that you know, when I was actually seeing a therapist at one point, you know, that helped me out a lot. Right. was that you, by yourself, need to take time for you and that right. you need to do the stuff that you enjoy. Just just for you, you know, just one, right. you know, one day a week or whatever. But you have to take time to make yourself happy too. Absolutely. Or the whole wall comes down. 
Oh, yeah. You know, you got one wall coming down. More than likely, the house might come down with it. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, I would definitely say you need to make time. I don't want to call it me time, but, guys, you got to power down, too. And to that, mom's going to need to power down a little yeah. bit, too. Yeah, you're, she'll need it, too. So if she wants to kind of just go out of the room while you're wrestling around with the kids, let her do that. Let her have – it could even be just 20 minutes could make a huge difference well, in her day. You the know? thing is, too, you know – a lot of times, I wouldn't say a lot of times, but, you know, when I feel like we're financially stable enough or I feel like we're financially good enough for Hannah to go get a pedicure or Medicare, Hannah's my wife, and, uh, if you know, if we if we have enough money for her to go, you know, spend a day on herself or, you know, want to make herself look, you know, f- feel like she's pretty again or something, she'll go do that. Right. You know, just let her have time for her, too. Mm-hmm. But you can get a feeler on it. You know, you you can tell if she needs a day by herself because oh yeah, you know that her eyes are black and you know she's tired and her hair's like looks like Einstein's you know kind of deal. <laughs> and I'm not saying that about you, Hannah. I'm just saying <laughs> well, yeah, you can tell. And even like a girls' night, you know, letting them kind of go out with some friends or something could make a big difference too. Yeah, it's better be home by nine o'clock though. <laughs> <laughs> Got a strict curfew on these wives. That's right. What would you say is probably three things that you would advise a new dad that he just saw the stick? She just told him in some sort of clever Insta Snapchat kind of way. Like, okay, first thing is plan like you're supposed to. Don't be an idiot and wait to do the stuff at the last minute. Like we were talking about, go get your go bags and pack them for at least 72 hours. That's what we're taught in the military in case we got to go somewhere, pack a bag for 72 hours because probably how long you'll be there. That's exactly right. Um, second thing is try to spend some time with each other and go on a, I guess, one of them stupid, corny baby vacations. Baby moon, man. Oh, yeah, that's what it's called, baby moon. You'd never heard of Yay! it until <laughs> I told you the other day. You'd never had heard of it. Anyways, yeah, go on vacation, just hang out with each other. And uh, try to spend some time with each other and stuff. And the third one, sleep. Okay, say when you have your baby, make sure if you're at home with them, sleep when they sleep. I mean, even at the dang hospital, you know, once you have your baby, when the baby goes to sleep, you you pretty much try to, need to try to take a nap. I mean, honestly, yeah. try to sleep because you'll be tired. And that goes for even when you bring the baby home, when you have family members that you're going to have a ton of people over here trying to see if your families like ours are close by, yeah, you'll have a ton of people coming over to see the baby, literally hand them the baby and say, okay, see in a little bit and go and like, close your eyes for 20 minutes. Yeah. Don't get mad when they come over. They're just trying to help. Don't be a, right. They just want to be a part of yeah. this new huge life. of them. I mean, they've gone through it and they know how it is. So every little bit of help you can get, take it. I mean, it's the best. Yeah. Take it and sleep a little bit. Take a shower. You know, just try right. to hang out for a minute while they're there. Because you're going to miss it because it's going to stop after about two weeks. Oh, yeah. So no enjoy doubt. it while, while it's there. Exactly right. So hope y'all enjoyed it. Guys, tonight's drink again was Bullet Bourbon. I highly, highly recommend it. And until next time, you've been listening to The Patriotic Father. Cheers. <laughs>